This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God truly is good. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. Um, tonight, family, oh, I ain't even realize I, I just threw this shirt on. You know, quarantine, you don't go nowhere. You know what I mean? You just be in the house. <laughs> Look like I came from the beach or something. I meant to button my shirt up. But um, just a Q&A tonight. Just a Q&A tonight. You know, I got a few minor things circulating around in my mind, but nothing too extreme. So I just wanted to kind of open up tonight's discussion just for anyone to uh just to talk or even just to call in um i meant to say just to ask a question or even just to call in you know if anyone has anything on their minds the only thing that is really on my mind right now god bless you brother ray <clears throat> beatrice god bless you santia god bless you Brittany c god bless you um the only thing that's really on my mind someone sent me something interesting this week about black lives matter i was looking at the uh organization and their their principles their values um, what they actually stand for and I've heard some things about Black Lives Matter but I really uh, have not had not taken the time to really research them and figure out exactly what it is that they are um, advocating you know what is it exactly that they're trying to do you know we see a lot of things on the surface of uh that organization and obviously it goes without saying you know we're in a climate where this is the talk talk of the town this is the headline this is the most recent thing that 2020 has for us the uh, idea of police injustices and social justice and the black lives matter movement and so someone actually sent me a uh, a snippet from john MacArthur where he was asking the question, should I support Black Lives Matter as a Christian? Now, before I go too far, I do want to say once again, <laughs> this is open discussion. So feel free to ask, to ask any questions below and we'll just kind of talk about it tonight. You guys are just so studious, you know, because and so in sync with the Lord, because even on the solid talks, you know, you guys ask uh, like Bible study type questions. So I praise God for that. I praise God um, just for where your mind and your hearts are. But I say all that to say, I'm trying not to get in trouble tonight talking about Black Lives Matter. <laughs> so jump in if you just want to change the subject. Glory to Lamb of God. But what I do want to do is I want to go to their website and show you guys what I read earlier today. Because I went to their website and I actually decided to look at their beliefs, right? It's almost like when you go to the church and uh, you go to the church and they, they, they have a section in the, the churches that says what we believe. Let me actually show y'all this. Let me see if I can. That's, am I still on? Okay, good. Y'all can still hear me. <clears throat> Excuse me. So basically, uh, just like if you were to go to a... Uh, a church website, they actually have a what we believe section. And that's okay. 
because this is a movement. This is something that they're advocating. So I actually read the what we believe section and I just want to take a little while to to kind of talk about their beliefs a little bit just so we can have a real understanding of what this organization is actually promoting, not only what is promoting, but all is promoting. OK, and that's that's kind of what uh what I might want to get into tonight. Maybe this wasn't a Q&A after all, <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. So I'm going to read. I, I don't need to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read the whole thing just to make my point. What we believe <clears throat> four years ago, what is now known as the Black Lives Matter Global Network began to organize. It started out as a chapter based member led organization whose mission was to build local power and to intervene with excuse me, and to intervene when violence was afflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes. In the years since, we've committed to struggling together and to imagining and creating a world free of anti-blackness where every black person has the social, economic, and political power to thrive. Okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> so far, so good. Black Lives Matter began as a call to action in response to state-sanctioned violence and anti-black racism. Our intention from the very beginning was to connect black people from all over the world who have shared a desire for justice to act together in their communities. The impetus for that commitment was, and still is, the rampant and deliberate violence inflicted on us by the state. Okay, fair enough. Enraged by the death of Trayvon Martin and the subsequent acquittal of his killer, George Zimmerman, and inspired by the 31-day takeover of the Florida State Capitol by Power U and the Dream Defenders, we took to the streets. A year later, we set out together on the Black Lives Matter Freedom Ride to Ferguson in search of justice for Mike Brown and all of those who have been torn apart by state-sanctioned violence and anti-black racism. Forever changed, we returned home and began building the infrastructure for the Black Lives Matter Global Network, which even in its infancy has become a political home for many. OK, so so I'm just checking in the chat right now. But basically, you know, it's just giving a background. And, and, and after I get done with this, I'm going to check on you guys comments because I'm sure folks have opinions about this. So it says Ferguson helped to catalyze a movement to which. We've all helped give life. Organizers who call this network home have ousted anti-black politicians, won critical legislation to benefit black lives, and changed the terms of the debate on blackness around the world. Through movement and relationship building, we have also helped to catalyze other movements and shifted culture with an eye toward the dangerous impacts of anti-blackness. These are the results of our collective efforts okay so so far really you know it seems kind of on par with what you see in the news um seems fairly noble to be honest with you but let's keep reading the black lives matter global network is as powerful as it is because of our membership and partners and our supporters our staff and you 
Our continued commitment to liberation for all black people means we are continuing the work of our ancestors and fighting for our collective freedom because it's our duty. Every day we recommit to healing ourselves and each other and to co-creating alongside comrades, allies, and family a culture where each person feels seen, heard, and supported. Okay. We acknowledge, respect, and celebrate differences and commonalities. We work vigorously for freedom and justice for black people and, by extension, all people. We intentionally build and nurture a beloved community that is bonded together through a beautiful struggle that is restorative, not depleting. Okay. We are unapologetically black in our positioning and affirming that black lives matter. We need not qualify our position to love and desire freedom and justice for ourselves is a prerequisite for wanting the same for others. We see ourselves as part of the global black family and we are aware of the different ways we are impact impacted or privileged as black people who exist in different parts of the world. We are guided by the fact that all black lives matter, regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity, gender identity, gender expression, economic status, ability, disability, religious beliefs or disbeliefs, immigration status or location. We make space for transgendered brothers and sisters to participate and lead. We are self-reflective and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift black trans folk, especially black trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence. We build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism, misogyny and environments in which men are centered. We practice empathy. We engage comrades with the intent to learn about and connect with their context. So I, I want to pause right here because one of the things I wanted to highlight is. Um, and this isn't even all of it. We'll get to the to the second part of it in a minute. But. There's like a precedent that you're going to see. Oops, somebody called me. I did say you can call in, right? <laughs> all right let's see who this is. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Who do I have on the line? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yes, I can. Um, I actually, uh, I guess I watched you a long time ago, but I just saw you live and I saw that number and I am looking for some help from anybody that's connected to God. So I mm. decided to just call. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Man. What's going on? Okay, so then this is how I found you, you know, on this whole Jezebel Ahab topic, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to get into my details too much, long story short, because I'm pretty sure you know how the story goes. If you're an Ahab male and you run through like, Jezebel and all that. But my question is this, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm in a situation where the aftermath, right, where I'm stuck because I, you know, I know what's right. I do know what's right, right? But mm -hmm. I've grown up. I guess under that bullying type of mentality from that spirit from my mother. So it's like, I'm so full of resentment that I got by one of these women and it makes me want to go the other way. Like the only reason I've even ever tried to be what you would call a nice person is because I've had a mother like that. So mm -hmm. I kind of like learned to suppress myself to be somebody, somebody else. And it's like, I'm so sick of that. 
that is causing some type of resentment that makes me angry. So now it's like, okay, so these people think I'm just a pushover. These people think I'm soft. Or they think I'm this. So now right, it's right. me to a whole nother extreme. And and then uncoupled with that, I'm supposed to have like autism or whatever. So anyway, I'm just trying to figure out how, how am I supposed to regulate my mind throughout this? Because at the end of the day, I'm feeling like, okay, these people think they can play with me. Like I can play this game better than you all. I've been trying to be nice because I think, you know, I know God is here and I know this, but you people can use God, lie on God, do whatever to just to ruin my life. Mm-hmm. I want to play that game then. And I know it's wrong, but I'm in that, it's like that mind state is so strong with me right now. I don't know how to get out. I feel you. Um, thank you for sharing that, man. You know, that's a, uh, I think you hit, hit the nail on the head when you were talking about how to, sort of renew your mind in that way you know there has to be a breakdown of some of the strongholds um some of the thought patterns that you have some of the the um hurt that you might have might have to be surrendered to the lord so i think man that uh you have to believe god's report you know, I, I find myself or have found myself and sometimes find myself kind of in this mode where it's like um, I have resentment towards certain things. And like you, I feel like I have to prove myself to people and things like that. And it really only happens when I'm not putting on the mind of Christ, you know, um so I think what has to happen is that you kind of have to get in the word, get into prayer, um, know what God says about you. Um, because I, I, I've heard this. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to do that. I mean, I'll say that because I've done. I heard people tell me that I'll read for weeks or months praying. And it's like this whole when I get like break this chain or something. It's like nothing. It's like I get worse. It's like it's like um I can't. I can't seem to, well, I guess the problem is this. The real problem is this, because deep down, I kind of discovered, and it kind of bears to say, I'm somewhat of a hypocrite when it comes to this, because mm-hmm. it's hard to actually follow God, right? Like, I thought you just do it, but then I understand that I have even some remnants of that, that spirit in me, that selfish, where I use things. So instead of using people who God wants to say I use, like I feel bad, I go to God, and I'm realizing that's not what a relationship is. Mm-hmm. I have no basis. I don't know how to connect to anything. You know what I'm saying? Like I've done the praying, the reading, I try my best to change them on. I see that ain't gonna work. But it's like, what? How do you know when you're gonna get one of those breakthroughs? But when does he change you? Or does it take? How long should that take? Because it's like I, I get to the point where I give up. I'm okay. I'm gonna do something about this. But okay, people. Nobody gonna step on me no more. That's how I feel. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm tired of being bullied. I'm tired of people looking at me like I'm weak. Like okay, they better than me because they know how to, you know, I don't know, be more social or, or they they can be the life of the party and that makes them a better person. It makes you mad because it's like, why do people put so much emphasis on stuff like that? And it's like okay, but if that's how this world works, I'm gonna play this game, right? Mm-hmm. And it just it bothers me because I really, I'm stuck. I'm stuck because I know God is away, but this. That thing is pulling me so hard, so strong. Like it's not even just to prove myself that way to people, but more to me, because I feel like I'm not worth nothing. Honestly, mm-hmm. do like, you? F- it's like mm-hmm. I don't want to be succeed at something one time, so I can feel like I'm something instead of nothing. Like I feel like I'm like I'm tired of, you know, oh, you go sit in the corner, you're not worth nothing. Oh, 
women, it's my mother, my brother, people at school, whatever. It's like, oh, you just the guy that, oh, you're nice, or let's bully him, or let's talk about him. And it's like, I've, I allowed that stuff to happen because I was trying to be nice. But mm-hmm. it's like, now I see you're not supposed to let nothing slide. Like, I was supposed to just stomp on you people. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 quite a predicament. Let me ask you this question. Do you feel like you have to prove things to people or do you feel like you have to prove things to yourself? Mostly me. It's like I want to be I don't know, it's 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 kind of both, I guess. It's it's like uh I guess what you would call a loop, a feedback loop or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I could get somebody else to see me in this light and then they tell it to me, then I'll believe it. Cuz I can't believe it about myself. Okay, okay. So it's like I need somebody else to tell me I'm, oh, you're smart. I need somebody else to tell me I'm stronger. Oh, yeah, that guy's scary or whatever. Like, I can't believe that I'm worth nothing unless somebody else tell me. It's like I don't know where that came from, but it's like I want to do big and bad things so people can tell me, and then I can believe it. Got you, got you. Man, I think that, uh, let me say this. First of all, I think people pleasing in any way is something that, I believe most people are going to have to get deliverance from at some point in their life, especially if you're you're walking with Christ, you know, people pleasing in any type of form. And I know you're not necessarily trying to 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 please people. Yeah. You're almost trying to prove to people. So I would in your case, I, I you, you you just let me come up with a new term. People proving. OK, people proving. Um the only opinion that matters is really what God says about you. But I understand what you're saying, that it's an easier said than done type thing. I think it really is boiling down to where you see your value. Okay, where, where, how do you perceive value and where do you find your value? Because in the world, I think you might have mentioned the world. There is a value system. And there are certain ways that the world works. And in the world, it's sort of like it's a doggy dog world. It's so it's, you know, the great white shark. You know what I mean? It's it's it is. Excuse me. It is a survival of the fittest type type thing when it comes in the world. So you do get that pressure where you don't want to be taken for a joke. You know, you do get that pressure where it's like you don't like to be disrespected. And to be honest with you, that's something that I that I struggle with sometimes because I I in the world, I sometimes feel like I never really got an opportunity to really like um, prove myself to people. You know, I kind of had these these uh, adorable cheeks all my life. You know what I mean? And And, you know, I just feel like people i feel like certain people have disrespected me not very many but there's a few that have disrespected me and uh i don't take kindly to that um but what i have to do is i have to realize that that's a that's a fleshly desire that is me thinking that that my value is based upon what people say about me and uh-huh. your your value as a man is based on the principles of biblical manhood you know, it's it's based on integrity. You know, it's based on uh, your, you know, uh, one. And I do believe you'll get it. Your connection to God is based on being able to provide for a family. It's based on being able to protect. 
You know, it's based on humility. You know, I, 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 I oh, go ahead, brother. Oh no, because that's that's the one thing. That's why where, where I mentioned the autism thing to you. I don't even know how real this is necessarily, but whatever it is, the symptoms that's there, I definitely struggle from that. And this is where I want to come down to too, because I had a family, I had a woman, all that, and I tried my best to, uh, I guess you could say, take care of them. But I had those symptoms. This thing, it's kind of like it's so hard to focus outside of your scope of reality. So it's like I can't connect. It, it, it ruined me necessarily on the worldly scale, but even when I thought I was going good with church and going to jobs and stuff, it ruined me there too. It's like people think I don't care about them because, you know, or my my customer service skills ain't good because maybe I don't smile, I don't connect. It's something off about me when it comes to this. Like, like mm-hmm. it's explained under the whole high-functioning autism thing, but it, it's hard for me to necessarily explain, but mostly people feel this cold and they don't feel like I care. They don't feel like this. And it's always bothered me because I've seen actual manipulative people who come and smile in their face. They have nothing but harm for you. But those people move up in this world at these jobs and get promoted. And I can be there doing the, the hardest work I can. And I'm, I know the time I'm overcompensating because I know I'm not good at the, uh, whatever the customer service, whatever it is where you, you just make people feel good mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily do nothing for them. But they love that so much that it doesn't matter. You know, and what I mean is that that ruined me, too, because like when you say provide for family stuff, I get fired from a lot of jobs. I got fired from so many jobs that I mess up things. I drop things. I have all these issues with my mind. I can't focus on things. So it's like it's just I, I feel like I can't win nowhere. You know, and I look yeah. into all these things about generational curses and stuff. And, and I have a brother who's exactly like me. So I know it has something to do with our family. I don't know if it's because, the, you know, our, our, our parents passed with drug usage, whatever, but if something wrong with our mind, something wrong with we don't connect on that level mm-hmm. and we've missing something or we got maybe it's a spiritual thing, I don't know. But what I'm saying is causing me problems all around. And to the point where I can't focus on things, I can't do things right. I'm I'm losing jobs or even when it comes to the children, I, I can't focus on them for so long and it bothers me because even when I have a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Even whether she be a Jezebel or not, even if she, as a regular woman, if you feel like I don't love you because I'm not able to like, I don't pay good attention to you. You're not going to want to be, you're going to be happy around me, right? And I have that problem. Nobody's happy around me. Like, no, you know, so it's like, on one hand, I feel like a victim, but then in reality, when I look around, I see that I'm kind of victimized by everybody else. And nobody feels happy around me. Nobody feels good around me, but I want the people to stay just so I can have them. You know what I'm saying? So what, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, man. Um, email us. Uh, the, 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 the website is in the description box okay. usually the, the website is contact at the manifestation org, and then maybe we can talk a little more offline i'm not cutting you off but i just want oh, no, I'm, I, I, I'm just i just wanted to say that because you know uh what they say rome wasn't invented overnight so i don't know if we yeah. can really fix whatever it needs to be fixed because it's going to take seeking the lord it's going to take some prayer you know and as far as all of the diagnosis and things like that i say uh understand those things you know hear what the doctors say about it but i really do believe that you should just um focus on your relationship with the lord and what he says about you because there's one scripture that says god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind right so there's a sound mind out there for you but you just have to receive it you know, you have to receive it and, and don't be bound by 
things you've done differently or mistakes that you made in the past. Uh, but just focus on uh, moving forward, focus on moving forward. And one thing I just want to say, like, you know, one thing about seeking the Lord, and I need to do better at this, seek him early. Like when you start your day, when you start your day, I'm going to give you this analogy. It's kind of like, I don't know if you work out, but it's kind of like if you work out and you go to the gym and you just got a good, a good workout in. I mean, you did a bunch of cardio, you did a bunch of lifting and some heavy sets and all of that. Once you leave that gym, you're going to be less inclined to eat a slice of pizza or get some ice cream because you realize that, you know, I, I, I've started this day off so great and I don't want to ruin it. And, and, and getting into that mode of fitness kind of puts you into that health mode in the same manner. When you seek the Lord, when you wake up early, right? Um, it's, it's sort of lays the foundation for your day. And then what it allows is it allows you to think about how you started with the Lord. That way, if somebody comes to your job and they, they get on your nerves as a customer, you'll respond differently. You know, you'll respond differently. It's almost like, like if you wake up and eat breakfast, <clears throat> excuse me, you're going to feel better if you eat a bowl of oatmeal than you would if you ate like some bacon and eggs and some biscuits, you know, they might taste better, <laughs> but you're going to feel better. But, um, I got you. yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, same here, same here. But I just want to say this brother, um, you know, I always say that this world, you know, one guy I listen to calls it the matrix world, but I always say it's a metrics world, meaning that, Everything in the world is performance based. You know, how much money yeah. do you have? Um, how many likes do you get on social media? How many followers do you have? Um, how, you know, all of these different type of things that basically measure us up against one another and make some people feel less than and some people feel greater yeah. than. I guess that's the problem too, because I never, I can't even think of a time where I, you know, I guess I guess you could say one on that scale. So it's like that's what a lot of my inadequacy come from because I feel like I've never been anything because I never performed. Well, here's the thing, man. Like, if if the, if that system doesn't work for you, then then just forget the system. Like like don't try to don't try to fit into a system that you might not have been made to fit into um there's a scripture i'm gonna give you real quick i got a few other people calling in but there's a scripture i'm gonna give you real quick um it, it's it's uh first corinthians 1 and 27 well I'm, I'm gonna give you two scriptures actually uh first corinthians 1 and 27 it says but god has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. The word confound almost means like to to make people think. You know what I mean? It's like a like a problem that they can't solve, almost like a riddle. So so it says, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world, base meaning like the things that are less than, the overlooked the downtrodden, 
the the person that's picked last in the basketball game, these type of things. It says that he's taken the base things of the world and the things which are despised and has and God, excuse me, my bad, has God chosen. Let me read that again. And base things of the world and things which are despised has God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence. So the reason I read that scripture to you, brother, is because like it sounds like you saying either you don't fit in or you don't feel like you fit in or you just don't feel like you've you've you're being appreciated in the world system. And what I would say to you is that maybe that's a great place to be to um, strengthen your relationship with the Lord, because that's who God is looking for. You know, he, he's looking for, it says, the foolish things of the world, the the base things of the world, because what that means is that you're already, you know, if you're looking at it the right way, maybe in a place of humility. Right. Or you can be from a place of humility and God, he, he doesn't like proud people, but it says that he gives grace to the humble. Does that make sense? I got you. Yeah. And, and, and that's what makes it so hard. I'm going to say the last thing because I know I've been talking. No, do your that's thing. Not, I think that's the whole thing that makes it so hard for me because never confident having them, but it's still this underwhelming. I mean, this underlying pride that builds up that makes me feel like I should be something, and that's what's killing me because I'm like, I, I know I'm not worth nothing towards God, but but I got all this pride, but mm. yet I'm still, I'm not even a good person, or you know what I mean? Like I'm not a good person, God's out of the world, right? so it really it really bothers me because it's like I can't win on either side. Well, that's the thing about it. Like God is gonna take you and mold you into what He. That's how God gets the glory out of it is that he can take a person as not perfect or not flawless. None of us are flawless. You know, we all have a lot of things that we need to work on. He can take that and then transform it. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm sitting here today. I've not apprehended, but every good thing you see about me is a result of, um, my bad. It's a result of God. It's a result of him actually, you know, doing the work in me okay and all i do is just sit back and just just allow him to do it <laughs> um so i would say uh you are the clay he is the potter so he's making you into something and and you might not see the finished product just yet but you have to have faith that he's going to finish the work that he start started in you let me, if you don't mind me asking, brother, how old are you? Okay, somebody told me this when I was 30. Uh, actually, this girl I was dating, she was like 34, 35, and I was 30, 30, 31. And so, basically, she, she told me that someone told her that by the time you get to 35, you're going to reach a level in life where you will care way less about what people think about you. Um, you it's, it's like something, something is going to switch in you where you're just going to realize like a lot of the things I thought were so important or what people thought about me aren't. 
And I personally believe that a person who knows the Lord can actually reach that epiphany sooner. You know what I mean? Here's the thing, like, you know, P. Diddy has a lot of money. But then look at Oprah. Okay, Oprah has a lot of money. But then look at Bill Gates. So everybody is down here chasing somebody else. So what we have to really focus on is ourselves, not compared to anybody else, but just being thankful that you had food today, you had clothes today, you got shelter, and maybe you made some mistakes today, but guess what? You can wake up tomorrow and, you know, you have a, a, a brand new start, brand new mercies. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's it. That's it. I- it, it, I gotta, I gotta let that. It, 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 it is me though. You gotta let a lot of stuff go that was holding on to, trying to yeah. accomplish or be something. You know, so it, it's it's rough though. But I'm gonna try my best. And I, you said that in the description is the the link or the email, right? Yeah, email me, man, and we'll talk offline. I'm gonna read this one last scripture for you before you uh, hop off. I think it's First Peter chapter two, verse nine. It says this, it says, but you are a chosen generation, okay, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So that word peculiar, it means that you're different. You know, people in the world might even call it, call it weird. You know, there's something something unique about you and sometimes we might have you know we might live life a certain type of way to where um we do stand out and it might not be in what the world would call a a good way you know they might look at it and call it strange or weird or bizarre or something like that but in god's eyes that's the perfect person for him to use So what I'm trying to tell you, man, is that regardless of how you feel about yourself, God sees a whole lot in you. You know, um, his standard is Jesus Christ. And the way you get that is just by letting Jesus Christ work through you. So you, you can sit back and find rest. You know what I mean? When you try to perform up to man, that's a lot of a lot of stress. And no rest. So yeah, I'm gonna leave you with that, man. But if you hit me up um on the email, we can maybe uh talk through it a little bit more down the line and I'll let you do most of the talking then. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'll just yeah, I'll I pretty much say everything here, but I can just reiterate it in there. Okay, sounds good, bro. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Yeah, praise the Lord for the caller. Um God is just so good. Uh, I'm a, uh, I guess maybe I'll finish what I was saying about Black Lives Matter. A few people were called in, so I don't know if I'm going to <laughs> be able to get through this point. Y'all are welcome to call back. But but the point I really wanted to get to with this whole Black Lives Matter thing, let me see if I can do it real quick, is um, they have a lot in here related to gender and family dynamics 
Now, I get that the over overall, the overarching point with Black Lives Matter is that they just want to support all black people. And and look, I'm for supporting all black people. All black people doesn't matter to me. I mean, all people doesn't matter to me. But they they make a very specific effort to point out um, uh, how they how they're trying to empower transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead. Then it says, uh, I'm going to read I'm going to read this part again. I'm going to read this whole section again because this is where I left off. It says we are guided by the fact that all black lives matter, regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity, gender identity, gender expression, economic status, ability, disability, religious beliefs or disbeliefs, immigration status or location. That's actually not bad, you know, because what they're really saying is regardless of what type of black person you are, we support you. Um, My concern with these pillars is that they make such an effort to carve out these things I'm about to read. It says we make space for transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead. We are self-reflective and do the work required to dismantle. Listen to this specific phrase. This is what I want to kind of talk about a little bit dismantle cisgender privilege so for those who don't know what cisgender is uh and i don't fully know what it is but basically from my understanding it's just basically a normal (laughs) just a normal woman a man okay so cisgender denoting or relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with their birth sex so if you're a man who's attracted to woman to to a woman or to women, they will call that cisgender. Or if you're a woman, well, let me let me be real specific because I think I'm getting this a little wrong. If you're a man who identifies as a man and is attracted to women, you would be what they would call cisgender. If you are a woman who identifies as a woman and is attracted to men. They would actually I don't even know if you have to be attracted. I don't know. This stuff is confusing. But anyway, y'all see the definition there. But 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 uh, uh, but based upon Black Lives Matter, there's a such thing as cisgender privilege. Okay, (laughs) and when they put it in there like that, what that tells you is that this is one of the things that they're fighting against. So you think that you're supporting uh, you know, George Floyd or Trayvon Martin or, you know, Ahmaud Arbery or somebody like that. And you very male, you very well may be. OK, fair enough. But. It wrapped up in that whole ball and wrapped up in the donations that you might make to this organization. Um, this organization is very. Intentional about gender relations. Okay, it says we are self-reflective and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift black trans folk, especially black trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence. Okay, now we don't support violence of any kind. Those of us who truly follow Christ, um, not violence against our fellow man. Jesus told us to love one another. He also told us to love our enemies. So I don't support while I don't endorse any 
lifestyle outside of the conventional uh, roles that God gave men and women. At the same time, I don't condone violence against anybody. But anyway, that that should go without saying. But I just want to make that. I just want to say that. So let me read this again. We build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism, misogyny and environments in which men are centered. We practice empathy. We engage comrades with the intent to learn about and connect with their context. Don't even know what that means. Maybe I need to reread it anyway. We make spaces, excuse me, we make our spaces family friendly and enable parents to fully participate with their children. We dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts so that they can mother in private, even as they participate in public justice work. So I think what they're trying to say <laughs> is, um, Maybe they support single. I don't know whether they single mothers. I don't know what it is, but maybe they support women who have kids um, financially so that instead of them working a double shift, they can devote some of that time to supporting Black Lives Matter, which apparently working a double shift is some sort of patriarchal uh, practice. OK, <laughs> you know, but. Let me let me let me try not to get in trouble tonight. Here's the next thing I want to really point out. The next two paragraphs. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family. Now, I want us to understand what they're saying here. I'm going to read that again in case somebody missed it. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. So they're trying to disrupt the nuclear family structure. Okay. Uh, requirement. Let me let me say the whole thing. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents and children are comfortable. So just to just to put that in other words. They didn't necessarily say they're trying to destroy the nuclear family, but what they're trying to destroy is the idea that a person should be raised in a nuclear family. They're basically saying that it should not be limited to the nuclear family, but there are other methods of raising children that we can do outside of the nuclear family. And we don't have to be restricted to that requirement. Now, this stuff seems so, uh, you know, let me, let me, let me, let me keep reading. We foster a queer affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking. Or rather, the belief that in all the world are heterosexual. Excuse me. Or rather, the belief that all in the world are heterosexual unless she or he or they disclose otherwise. <laughs> 
We cultivate an intergenerational and intercommunal network free from ageism. We believe that all people, regardless of age, show up with the capacity to lead and to learn. We embody practice. We embody and practice justice, liberation and peace in our engagements with one another. So I just wanted to um, highlight a few things, because what I just read for anyone that's joining now, we started to stream talking about um Somebody sent me something about Black Lives Matter and everything that they believe. So I just read through all of their pillars. And if you really look at what we just read, there's a significant portion of their movement that's devoted to really anti-Christian beliefs as it relates to the way that they perceive gender. Okay, they they probably I would estimate devoted at least twenty to thirty percent of this writing to talking about basically LGBT stuff. So this paragraph, the one before it, the uh, you know this one was talking about patriarchal practice and all that. Basically, just a much just a bunch of uh, uh, let me call it what it is, just a bunch of liberal nonsense, <laughs> just a bunch of liberal nonsense, and um. So if you are a follower of Christ and you and you read that, you should begin to ask yourself, you know, is this something that I want to support? You know, because it starts off with and this is, you know, it's funny because this is exactly how it happened with the civil rights movement. The civil rights movement happened. It's about black people. OK, fair enough. But if you notice the LGBT took the civil rights movement. And they use that as a template or as like an example of things that they want to, you know, that they feel that they should be entitled to. So in the same manner, right, this Black Lives Matter, when you turn on the news, it's just about like, you know, all of the people being shot by the police. So you send them a hundred, two hundred dollars and, you know, you hashtagging Black Lives Matter and all of this. And if you want to do that, that's your prerogative. But I'm just reading their pillars so you can know all that they stand for, because I can guarantee you that right now it's the the police stuff. But further on down the line, you can read what we just read and see that ultimately they are just as invested in the LGBT uh, Q plus movement as they are. The uh, the um, the black police shootings movement. Okay, they're just as invested. And I know they are because if I'm not mistaken, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Black Lives Matter was started by um by a lesbian. Okay. Um I need to verify that. That's something that I've heard from multiple sources, but um but in the same regard, okay, there's three women that founded Black Lives Matter. Okay, Alicia Garza, Patrice Cullors, Opal Tometi. Okay, and uh, I'm not sure if I really have have the time to to verify that. Maybe I'll have to do it later on. To see if they are uh, 
lesbians. But I've heard that from several places. So if that is the case, and even if it's not the case, we see clearly that they are just as invested in those movements, which basically is is just formatting this place, meaning the world, into a modern day Sodom. You know, Jesus said that the last days will be as Noah and as as Lot. And uh, you kind of wonder how will how exactly will we get to that place? Because during the days of Noah, it said that the thoughts of men were evil continually. During the days of Lot, uh, when the angels came down, they had a, a angry mob that wanted to rape the angels. Or well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that word on YouTube, but that's what they wanted to do. They said, bring me out so that we may know them. So when you think about that now, um, that's just something that was on my mind this week. You know, what exactly is Black Lives Matter when you hashtag that and and maybe you identify as a follower of christ what exactly are you endorsing because it's so easy to just ride the wave it's so easy to just ride the 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 the, um ride the emotion so in not supporting black lives matter it doesn't mean that you don't support black lives (laughs) it just means that you don't endorse everything that comes along with that movement you know so if so I wasn't supporting it anyway, but I couldn't support that as I would. I couldn't in good conscience support that movement as a Christian. You know, in order to do that, you would basically be putting your race above your allegiance to Christ. And that's just another indication of the one world mindset, because it's this one world mindset that's going to format everybody to be able to have their own religion which is basically a religion of 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 pseudo world peace and coexistence okay that's going to be the 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 religion of the uh the antichrist in the end times it's going to be the religion of coexistence and so that is a uh, that's just something that was on my mind you know i want to take some time to read some comments i see your question sister Brittany. i may or may not get to it tonight I'm a short answer right now. She says, what do you think about the rapture? Do you think we will reign with Christ on earth, this earth? If I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to be a new heaven and a new earth, but I got to, I got to have a, a, a personal, I got to have a specific study to really get into your, your answer, sister. I'm not a pre-tribulation rapture person. Um, I'm mid-trib or post-trib, really post-trib, but it's been a long time since I really looked at that, so I, I can't even answer it the right way. Brother Joseph says the main goal is destruction of patriarchy and thus deny God. Yeah, so Brother Joseph got to it before me. You know, maybe he researched it, but yeah, that's what it ultimately boils down to. When you we, somebody might not like this, but but what we call Christianity as a religion, I'm not even big on calling it a religion. That is, that's that. This is a patriarchal religion. <laughs> I was reading something earlier today that talked about how uh, the patriarchs, you know, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, it was in the book of Acts. I forget where, but it was talking about how they they are the patriarchs. H- Abraham is a patriarch, so it's founded in that way. 
But that's something that you can't say out loud. Well, I just said it, but, you know, most people don't want you to say that out loud. Beatrice says, bless those who mean well with Black Lives Matter. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, most people try to do noble, try to be noble. They try to do noble things. The problem is that when your conscience has been seared, you really don't know right from wrong. You know, before I was saved, I didn't think I was that bad of a person. But it wasn't until the righteousness of the word of God confronted me that I realized that I was stone cold crazy <laughs> in the world. You know what I mean? I was I was living reckless and I didn't even I didn't even understand the magnitude of it because I had not had light shined in on all of that darkness that was in my life. But once that light shined in and exposed those things and I got a revelation of God's holiness and what it means to be holy and who God is and, you know, that our righteousness is, is filthy rags. That's when I realized that I'm not a good person. I'm actually a, a pretty horrid person. And I thank God for his grace and mercy that he saved me. You know, there's a scripture that talks about how. There are going to be folks that will kill Christians and they think that they're doing God's service, meaning that they think that they're doing a good thing. They think that they're helping God out by killing God's people. And why would they think they're doing God's service? Because they have a perverted image of God. You know, there they're, they're people that are even writing. They have they have manipulated Bibles. You know, to to try to make God into their own image. They even have a book of of Jesus, okay, where they take all of the, all of um, Genesis and then they replace it with Kanye. Okay, now I don't know if Kanye is 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 invo was involved in that or not, but my point is that man does this type of stuff. They they've come out with something called the um, I forget the exact name, but they basically come up with like a, a um, LGBT Bible, you know, where it's like it's been rewritten in order to justify that behavior. So I've said it before on here, just like God created man in his own image and likeness, what man is doing now is because they don't like the image of God, they're now creating God in their own, man's own image and likeness. Like he's a whopper, you know, like I, I like my God without onions or without pickles. That's what folks are doing because that's the only way that they can justify these things. So I agree with you. God bless those who are, who do believe they're doing a noble service, you know, but my thing is just know what it is when you get gung ho about something. Hey, praise the Lord. Who do we have on the line? Yo, what's going on, brother Greg? This, uh, this Sonny. What's going on, brother Sonny? Ah uh, man, nothing. I just had a quick question, man. It's, I don't believe in coincidences, but you're kind of touching the subject on the uh, on the LGBT thing. And um, long story short, me, I have a, a friend. Uh, she's a girl, um, and I'm from Texas, by the way. I actually grew up kind of like, well, not kind of. We grew up real homophobic. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm in San Diego now. And uh, this is where the whole LGBT, 
the LGBT thing is, and um, and I know one of the Bible verses is saying, don't you know, point your finger at somebody until you pluck the dirt out of your own eye. And uh, but at the same time, man, I just I just don't feel right about it. Meaning, like uh, in my personal space. So, long story short, so me and this girl got some tickets to go to Vegas uh, this upcoming weekend. And it was going to be me, her, and uh, she had some other homegirls. And today she just comes out the blue and tells me that, oh, I'm going to have three of my cousins come, and they're all gay, and they're gay dudes. Mm-hmm. And um, and then uh, even prior before that, uh, out here they do a lot of roommate things uh, because it's so expensive out here. So I, I ended up getting a room and then finding out one of the roommates was gay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I treat them. I treat them like a human being. You know, I don't treat them any less. And I don't. You know, I. I don't. I'm not guy, so I can't judge. But I, with this Vegas trip coming up, you know, um, I feel uncomfortable, man. Like I don't. I don't want to be around them. I don't want to sleep in the same. You know, um, timeshare with them. Um, I have been nice in the past to them, and they do use that as a opportunity to try to like drop little hints or subliminals to try to you know how the enemy works mm-hmm. you know so now I'm at the point now like I maybe I need to be stern and just put my foot down and just no I don't want to be around no gay people you know uh, am I wrong for that no you're not wrong for that you know I think the word even talks about that um, you know I says two can't walk together unless they be agreed that's that's kind of how it is when we're trying to live for the Lord. It's not so much that we want, first of all, nobody's better than anybody or anything like that. So it's not an issue of like feeling better than somebody or like, oh, I know the Lord and you don't or my lifestyle is better than your lifestyle. But what it really is, is, is simply that God has a standard. He has things that he does and doesn't like. He's a person. Just like you and me, it doesn't mean he's a human. I mean, we know Jesus was a human, but anyway, but he's a person, meaning that he has things he likes, things he doesn't like. And he has things that he. um, He has a way that he wants his creation to live and homosexuality is 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 goes against the way that he wants man and women, man and woman to live. You know, personally, I wouldn't even use the word homophobic if I were you, because what it makes it seem like is like you're afraid of gay people and they kind of throw that word around. Almost as if to say that you are either afraid or you just don't understand it. So because you don't understand it, that means that you you just are fearful of something that you don't understand. That's not really the case. What it really boils down to is that. God doesn't approve of it. And sometimes living for the Lord will mean that you will have to draw that line in the sand and have to cut off some folks that aren't living for the Lord. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's you know, that's true because I'm, I'm almost at the point now where I'm like, maybe I should just lose the money that I put in on the trip because, you know, I don't want to be around it, you know, uh, but in another part of me, because even the girl getting mad at me because I told her about it. I was like, hey, you know what? I didn't know they were going 
now I, you know, I'm not sure if I want to go. And she's like, well, how is that their personal life decision? Uh, why are you worried about that? They're not going to uh, mess with you. And I was like, yeah, I understand that. But in the past, I, I worked in the medical field, too, for a while. And um, there were quite a bit of, you know, homosexuals. And uh, they, brother, they do, when you're nice to them and you treat them like a human being like they want it, they do take that as a pass and try to infiltrate, whether it be with trying to throw little subliminals there or, or like, even project some type of imagery around. And when you don't say nothing, they keep going. And then if you do say something, you're a um, you're a hate crime. You know you're you yeah. know you're you're being mean. And so it's just like maybe I might have to take that loss, you know, and just not go. Because then I was even thinking I was like, because we we're gonna we was gonna ride ATVs and uh, you know, do fun things like that. You know, yeah, and I yeah. Was like, Man, maybe a, you know, and I was like, man, I hate I never been before, so I was like, I hate to miss out on a beautiful trip based on, you know, others' personal lifestyle, which which is kind of true, you know. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, I, you know, why, you know, it's like, why do, I don't want to be around that, you know. And uh, it's just my personal experience, man, even my roommate, man, like, they don't know that they're under the influence that they're possessed, <laughs> you know. And um, <laughs> even him, man, he just always gossiping, always talking down on somebody, always negative and you know it and i see it man it's it's it's, it's just a spirit inside of it and, and like i say man i'm not saying i'm no better i have my uh you know my dealings with the lord you know i i however i am becoming clean though like i'm i feel that i'm doing everything biblically correct mm-hmm. you know it's, it's just about having that endurance you know while i do it yeah um yeah what i would say to that brother is you know, we have to be steadfast, meaning we got to stand our ground. Um, if, I, if I'm if i dealing with a, a homosexual person, I would just point them towards Jesus. You know, I would maybe tell them my testimony and, you know, just really kind of get them in the space to to uh, really kind of get them in the space to just learn what the gospel is. Now, with some people, you might have that opportunity with other people, they they won't want to hear it or they've already heard it and they don't want to hear it again. We yeah, we can't they don't want to hear it, man. They, yeah. I, I try to they don't want to hear it and some of them like um cuz me and you know about the spiritual world so these these demons man, they do get at them at a young age. So you're talking about a demon that's been working in this human vessel since like the age of 5 and they're not going to go wow. easily. Yeah. Yeah, so I I've, I've kind of got out that business you know if, if the lord leads somebody to me that's asking questions then i'll you know do the lord's work but all that trying to save somebody and i i can't i don't have the energy for that no more because i'm still you know saving myself from yeah. you know uh, certain things but i get what you're saying man like i said i don't want to tie your line up but mm-hmm. I, i'm gonna have to pray on it i just sucks that i had to miss out on a good trip yeah yeah i feel you man it's like you don't want to miss the trip and you don't want to you know feel like a jerk and all that but at the end of the day you know we just gotta trust god and you know be be faithful to god and what what his word says you know a lot of people don't understand what the big deal is about homosexuality you know i would i would look at it like this like um 
let's say you're you're a painter, right? And you just painted a picture and it's marvelous. And then somebody just comes along and forgive this illustration, but they just no. Nah, I'm gonna use a, a, a I'm gonna use a, a, a more wholesome illustration. Basically, they just take another bucket of paint and just throw that paint over this thing that you just spent days, weeks, maybe months creating. You know, we are God's creation, and He created us and said that we that we are good. So when we don't accept that, it's kind of like a slap in the face to God. And I think that's the part that a lot of people don't don't understand. They say, oh, it doesn't hurt anybody. Well, we don't think about the idea that it could hurt God. So I thank you for calling oh, in, yeah, brother. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, yeah, I'm a good but I was going to just add on to that. It's like, not only are you hurting God, it, you mean, it's just science, bro. Like, and yeah. I'm not going to get too <laughs> in depth with that, bro. But you know what I'm talking about, bro. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So I appreciate you calling them, brother, uh, brother Sonny. I got your um your uh, message that you left on other things, so I'm gonna send you the link to that song. All, all, all right, brother. Take care. God bless. All right. God bless. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that comes with the walk. You know, I believe that all of us who are really serious about following Christ, reach a point in our walks where it's like we, it's either, it's either the Lord or the people. And, you know, we would love to just be like, oh, you know, I just want to please everybody. But there's going to come some instances where it's either going to be, do you want to please God or do you want to please people? You know, and we're, we're in the choices series in Bible study. Maybe that's one that we'll, that we can talk about during this series because people pleasing is, 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 is something that requires deliverance. It's something that requires deliverance. And a lot of it is rooted in fear. You know, I fear that my friends are going to leave me. I fear that people are going to call me a bigot or intolerant or something like that. You know, I fear that I'm going to be alone. I fear I'm going to lose my job. You know, that's that's where a lot of this this pleasing comes in. We please the people that we fear. I mean, we please people that we love. It's really two people that you that you please. You please people that you love and people that you fear. <laughs> uh, so I hope that makes sense. I'm kind of uh, all over the place as far as the comments family. So I'm about to just pick up at a random a random place. So forgive me if I if I miss a question or comment, but I'm going to just kind of like come in here midway because I don't want to go past 930. I don't want to make it too, too, too long. Yeah, so we'll have to have a teaching about the rapture one day. I see that discussion going on. Yeah, so a lot of folks were were saying that we should pray for the first caller who called in. You know, it's one of those things where you're in the world and it's like you don't want to be overlooked. You don't want to be disrespected. You don't you don't want to feel like nobody. You want to feel like somebody. And if people make you feel like a nobody, then you feel like you have to prove it to them one way or the other. You know, I kind of I kind of. I never really got into a fight with a stranger. Like the fights I got into were with my friends. Most of them were pretty brief. You know what I mean? So I never just got into some smoke 
just with like somebody off the street. So if, when somebody disrespects me, and it hasn't happened very much, but but it has happened uh, one time in particular I can think of. <laughs> like I have so much um, anger and rage. I'm just going to call it what it is. Like I, I have sinister thoughts, you know what I mean, that I don't even want to say out loud. But, you know, I, I have to remember that the way that I handle situations is not the way that the world handles situations. I have to handle a situation in a way that's Christ-like, meaning that not only do I have to um, not handle it the way I want to handle it, but I also have to forgive that person and I have to love that person. You know, I wrote about it a while ago. I said, is it forgiveness? Have you forgiven somebody if you still want to punch them in the face? You know, so that was a blog I wrote a long time ago. But I feel what the first brother was saying, how like, you know, you just want to want to prove yourself. You just you just want to, you know, stun on folks or something like that. And that really just comes comes with where we find our value, where where do we want to get validated? OK, I don't blame people for wanting validation because that's that's innate because what valid validation really is, is really just love. But it's just a, a it's like a milder form of love. It's just love and attention. And or, or it's a it's acceptance, it's acceptance. Right. So the scripture says that if you're saved, you've been accepted into the beloved. So we have to receive God's acceptance and not worry about being accepted by the world because the world will always raise a standard for you. Okay, you done lost five pounds. Well, guess what? This girl got a, a Brazilian. Okay, now I got to go get a Brazilian. Okay, she got a tummy tuck. Now I got to get a tummy tuck. Okay, she got breast implants. Now I got to get that. Now she didn't got her lips done. Okay, I got to get that. She got some new hair. Okay, I got to get that. You know, it's the world keeps you to the place where you can never be actually satisfied or fulfilled. So my thing is just forget about the world. You know, I, I, that's why I told the brother, I feel like you're at a little bit of an advantage. The fact that you don't feel fully accepted by the world, because what that means is you're at the perfect place now where God can just take you from scratch and then just save you. You know, there's a lot of celebrities that, you know, say that they want to to know the Lord and that, you know, they say that they're followers of Christ. But I don't know if they are or they aren't. But what I do know is that it's really hard to maintain your celebrity and actually legitimately follow Christ. You know, Kanye West said something recently where he talked about Planned Parenthood. And what he said was that the devil has set up centers in these urban neighborhoods. I'm paraphrasing. And basically he put them there to do the devil's work, referring to Planned Parenthood and abortions. Now, the founder of Planned Parenthood was a lady named Margaret Sanger. And she was big on eugenics. What eugenics is, is basically the belief that. Um, let me let me is basically 
the belief that you want the human race or a particular race to be as superior as possible. Meaning that if somebody is a race you don't like, if somebody is born and they're physically or mentally challenged in some way, or they have what you would consider deformities or disabilities, all of those people, let's just get rid of them and let's just continue to breed all the people with the good genetics. That's what eugenics is. And there's a few quotes by Margaret Sanger. I don't have them in front of me, but basically, um, if you read between the lines and some of them, if you read them right on the lines, <laughs> uh, she was not a fan of black people, but the people that's having the most abortions in the Planned Parenthoods are black women. Okay. Uh, black women, uh, um, probably about 6% of the population, maybe a little bit more, but they have a significant amount of abortions in the grand scheme of things. As a matter of fact, I've, I've heard it said that in New York, they have more black women have more abortions a year than they have babies that are actually born. So if you wanted to have a genocide, okay, if you wanted to do the devil's work if you wanted to basically get rid of a race or try your hardest to get rid of a race then Planned Parenthood is the perfect place to do it because they're just encouraging people don't have this baby kill it because deep down what the founder really believes is I just want the best humans possible and if they don't deem you as the best human possible then chances are they want you to not reproduce I like what Brother Ray said. He said it's better to fit out than in. Oh, yeah, my bad. So I was talking about Kanye. So Kanye spoke out against Planned Parenthood. And then all of a sudden, the uh, the next headline after he said he was running for president and he did this interview with Forbes, the next headline was he's having a bipolar episode. And then TMZ picked the craziest looking Kanye picture and they put that one on the front. So what that tells me is that he said something that he was not supposed to say specifically regarding Planned Parenthood, and they basically put him on timeout. Now, what does this timeout look like? I don't know. If they say he having this bipolar episode, next thing you might read is that he's going to some sort of uh, treatment facility or rehab, and he goes in and gets this treatment whatever that is, it comes out and now all of a sudden he's saying whatever it is that they want him to say. So when, you have, when you're of someone of his status and you want to preach the real gospel or you want to say something that goes against their narrative, it's harder. It's harder. I wasn't really popular in high school or college, you know, so for me to get saved and have to forsake friends, like, okay, cool, it's only about five of them. <laughs> like, I mean, that was hard. You know what I mean? And and I don't even know that I really forsook forsaken them. But anyway, um, my point is it wasn't like I had a hundred people and I was like super popular that I had to die to. You know, it was just like, all right, cool, all right, fine. <laughs> bet this what I'm doing now. All right, bet. Cool. So that's the thing about it. They try to villainize Christians. You know, just for standing, just Paul said it this way. Have I become, have I become your enemy because I told you the truth? 
See, the devil is the father of lies. So he feeds people with so much, so many lies and he gets them comfortable. You know, I, I, I said this a long time ago about liberation and freedom. Now, the, the scripture says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So Christ comes to free us from sin. He forgives us of sin and then he empowers us to become free from sin. And that's the true liberation. But what the devil does is he gives people a false liberation that doesn't free them from sin, but it frees them to sin. Meaning he tells them the same thing he told Eve, ye shall not surely die. You can fornicate outside of marriage. You're not going to die. God doesn't care. That Bible was written thousands of years ago. You can have a, a you know, homosexual relationship. God doesn't care. He loves you anyway. You shall not surely die. That was the very first false doctrine that the serpent gave. And that's the same false doctrine that is sabotaging and shipwrecking people all across the world. Ye shall not surely die. If God has given you his word, his word is settled. Scripture says thy word is settled in heaven. So whatever his word says, it has not changed. So just because the devil or the serpent comes along and tells you that it has changed doesn't mean that it that is changed. But what we're dealing with is a lot of people who have believed the lies. And because they believe the lies, it makes you look like the enemy as a Christian and a person who actually believes the scriptures because in their minds, you are trying to stop them from their freedom. Okay, I, I, I have been freed to be a slut because I participated in the slut walk. So for you to tell me that a woman is supposed to be modest, you are now infringing upon my freedom and you are the devil. <laughs> and no, so it's a it's a completely different paradigm shift. You know, uh, the devil does everything in the polar opposite of God. And that's one of the main things we're, we're battling today. Same thing they accuse Jesus of as as being. Basically a blasphemer. OK, Jesus came from God. He he came on behalf of the father and he was crucified. Because he claimed that he was the son of God, which he was. So he was crucified for speaking the truth. And that's the same thing that happens with, with Christians and cancel culture today. I don't even have time to get started on cancel culture. I started to make tonight's solid talk about that, but we've talked about that on here before. I'm sure we'll end up talking about it another day. But yes, yeah, yeah, spread the gospel says we need to armor up. Amen. Absolutely. Sister Brittany says this call was a blessing. I can relate to a few things the caller is concerned about, for example, fitting the world's standards of performance and success. That's exactly what it is, sister. It's the world's standards of performance and success. She says you can feel like you're not doing enough compared to others. Amen. There's there's um. I say it all the time. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. If we keep our mind stayed on the Lord, there is a perfect peace that we can realize. Now, 
Do I do it all the time? No, <laughs> no. But I do know that if somebody does do it, they will realize perfect peace. The more that we look toward Christ and the less that we look at the world and the people in the world, the more peace we will have. You know, because listen, if I'm not looking at you and your Mercedes and your uh, Instagram model girlfriend and your Rolex watch, then I can't be I can't I can't be upset about it. I can't I guess that make me make you a hater. I don't really hate on stuff like that, but I can't be upset about something that I don't even see. So the real question is, where do we have our focus? Where is where are our eyes fixed? One of them old songs says, my heart, my mind is fixed. No, my heart is fixed and my mind is made up. We got to have a made up mind. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with being weird for Jesus. Amen. Sister Brittany. Yeah, so I mean, I, I would have loved to have kind of um, been able to handle that brother's question a little bit more. But that's something that, you know, that stuff can run deep. That stuff can run deep. I'm still working through a few of them things. You know what I mean? For the most part, you know, I, I, I'm, I've, I've made a lot of strides in people pleasing. But I'm trying to get to that Pastor Price and Sister Sharon level. <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to get to that Brother Bolden level. I can tell he does not care anything what people think. He's not rude. He's not disrespectful. He just says the truth. He's a straight shooter. I'm trying to get to that level. And I'm not comparing myself to them, but I'm just talking about people pleasing. You know what I mean? Maybe I am, but but it's for the purpose of y'all get, get what I'm trying to say. Wow, that'll be the day. Spread the good spread the good news says one day they will be saying a heterosexual relationship is not normal and will make it illegal. Wow. If it gets to that point, that'll be something. I don't think we'll see that in our lifetime, but then again, things are going way far. God bless you, um Brother Shannon Bow Soldier for Christ says Black Lives Matter is funded by Obama. Could be, could be. I I haven't looked that up, but but I'm pretty sure you you have looked into that, brother. Yeah. Oh wow, Black Black Lives Matter, Black Power Rising, Darkness Rising. Interesting. Christ Warrior says, "What do you think about Deshaun Jackson's IG post and how?" hard the media is trying to demonize him well i think we can close out with that question brother or oh, sister christ warrior i did see his comments for those who don't know deshaun jackson is a he is an nfl player who plays for the philadelphia eagles he's pretty good you know he's like all pro i don't think he's hall of fame but he's like uh really fast <laughs> Uh, that being said, he basically says some comments suggesting that black people are the real Jews and that the people that we know as Jews are the fake Jews and we as black people have to learn our identity. I'm paraphrasing. And then very shortly after that, he came with a, a an apology. So... 
what do I think about what he said? You know, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's something the Lord will have to confirm to me as far as like who's the true Jews and who's not, to be honest with y'all. But as far as the media demonizing him, whoever those Jews are, I know that you're not supposed to say anything against them. And what it really showed me is how strong of a hand they have. They're, see, they're not out in the forefront canceling like the left, you know, but it's just like somebody's making phone calls behind the scenes and you're just not supposed to say anything about these people. Uh, if you say something about them and you still want your job, you'll be apologizing real quick. That's one thing I do know. So I kind of feel like Deshaun Jackson, if he going to say something, you got to say it and stick by it. But at the same time, I'm not in his shoes. You know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in his shoes. You know what I mean? I don't know what type of bills he got to pay. Uh, you know, but it just seemed like he kind of compromised. So I just know, Christ warrior, that it's this unspoken rule that you can't say nothing about the the Jews that we his, that we typically know as Jews. Uh, those folks. So listen, y'all, it's a whole bunch of comments, but it's already 9.33. I know I got on here a little late, so sorry about that. I enjoyed tonight's solid talk. It was a little bit all over the place because I, I sort of had a halfway topic, but but I'm grateful that a couple brothers called in, and um, I feel like both of those conversations were fruitful. You know, both of them were fruitful. I know it was a Q&A, and I barely, <laughs> barely answered... Uh, Many of the questions I'm kind of scrolling through now, but, you know, I might peep through and see what I missed. And we can always just have another one next week. I'm glad that we got the line up and working. So God is good. I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. That's all I have in this solid talk family. I pray that you've been edified. I pray I didn't step on too many toes. You all take care and be blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge, wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya This walk can get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a render shall be saved We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect
Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages The blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases I pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slamboree So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in